Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Doesn't he sound like he needs a breath mint? I'm just saying. Hey, how come you don't, you should, you should have a different listener do it each week. That's a good idea. Ooh. Ooh, very, very good. Coming up with that idea, I'm going to steal that idea before the, before the slobber is already evaporated. <laughs> what? one 405 if you'd like to make next week's show intro. Or if you have a question about your animals, Dr. Debbie's here, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, and animal communicator Joey Turner. Uh, this hour, we're going to talk to Coon Rippy. This is the guy who has that video on YouTube. It's gone viral with his uh, his little raccoon dancing to Aretha Franklin. Have you seen that? It's hard to watch. I mean, he's like cleaning his beard, and then the <laughs> he looks like Santa to me. Very strange, but he'll be on the show a little later on today. We're also talking to author David Rosenfeld, just right around the corner. You know on that? Okay. Hey, Stace, what are you working on there? Well, a four-year-old boy gave birth to a snail. Now I'm serious, and it came right from his kneecap. I'll give you the details coming up on Animal Radio News. Isn't that where snails come from? (laughs) That is uh, is so cool, man. That is the neatest story ever. Wait a minute. Don't they say boys are made from snails and puppy dog tails? Ah, Very true. (laughs) I mean, what is more more cool for a little boy than to, you know, find some kind of critter growing inside of them and then, ooh, now I can grow it and raise it. (laughs) You really are special. Thanks. (laughs) You know, there is so many ways to reach out. And ask us questions. You can call one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five, or you can email us at your voice at animalradio.com or tweet us your questions at Animal Radio, or even Facebook us your questions at Animal Radio. The Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. You can not only listen to the shows, but ask your questions right from the app. And this one comes in off the app from Ann Wright. She writes: She has a dog, Junior, who's nine years old. He's been on a semi with her husband all his life. They got married four years ago, and they're a team, husband and wife team. So all three of them all out on the road. In about the last year, Junior's become aggressive towards me. Not all the time, but he started growling, even biting me, she says. I do everything for him, and he's very loving towards me. My husband says he's just protecting him, but it doesn't happen only when my husband's around. Of course, I know in the pack, my husband's number one, Junior's number two, and I'm number three. Alan, can you help me get him not to be ugly and bite at me for no reason? There's so there's so much wrong with what she wrote, and I'm going to email her back as well. But when she says that Junior the dog is number two, first of all, I don't know what kind of dog this is, but you know, a lot of dogs specifically, that was a hard word to say, German <laughs> Shepherds, they... They, you know, they get to be eight, nine years old. They start to lose their sight and their hearing, and they can get aggressive because of that. Ooh. So my first instinct is to tell her to take the dog in and make sure that the dog is not losing its faculties because that will make a dog aggressive. Uh, bar that, her saying that she's number she's number three on the food chain, that's a huge problem. Mm. This is not a human being. It's a dog. They don't dogs don't think like we do. You know, you you can't. That dog is not protecting her husband that dog is showing her who the boss is that he is dominant that he is in charge of her and it's very dangerous when a dog starts displaying aggression towards a human this can never happen the humans have to be in charge the dog needs it the dog has to have it i have a 120 pound dog here and he's a very aggressive dominant animal he's very calm and happy but if i were to act like she does he would totally take over my house and he would become aggressive 
Uh, he he, you know, he does that, and he does little things now. If I give him a little affection and then try to push a pill down his throat, he'll give me a little growl. I gotta co- I gotta immediately correct that. Immediately correct that. That cannot happen. So she has to be in charge. She cannot be submissive to that dog. It has to be changed, and it can be changed slowly over time, just by doing things like walking the dog. And giving the dog commands, and making the dog, and having control of the food, entering the house first, leaving the house first, uh, having a section of the house that's hers that's off limits to the dog. These are cues that let dogs know that they are submissive to you, that you are dominant over them, and that you are the boss, and they need that to be happy and to remain safe. You know, they can become very dangerous when they get aggressive. You've got to stop that. Hi, this is Elaine Boozer on Animal Radio. Stay in to your pets and some of your exes. <laughs> Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joy Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Is it just me or does that guy, I just noticed, he sounds really, really angry. Does no. he doesn't sound angry? No. Alan, do you think he sounds angry? Uh, I don't know what he sounds like. <laughs> Dr. Yeah, Jeffy yeah, White. I don't, yeah, I don't know. He, sound, he sounds like he should be in porn, is what he sounds like. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's Animal Radio, one 405 8405 for the dream team that the big guy with the bad breath just uh, rattled off. On the show today, we're going to talk to Coon Rippy, Mark Coon Rippy Brown. Have you seen his video on YouTube? It's gone viral with the... Uh, dances with raccoons. Yeah, he, he dances with raccoons. And, and he showers with raccoons. He's really? so funny. Yeah. You, you've heard of him? Oh. I, you know, I, I'm a big fan. Let me tell you, I am a huge fan of this guy. He's the raccoon whisperer. <laughs> He's in trouble with the law, apparently. I guess they took away one of his raccoons. We're going to find yeah. out what that's all about in just a few minutes. Hey, I just saw one of his videos, which was uh, he uses Hannah Montana body spray to keep his, <laughs> his uh, that's the funniest thing raccoon ever. away from nibbling from him. From biting him. Oh. It's just the cutest little skit. And that raccoon passed away, that one he did that with, but it's funny. Have you seen that, Joe? No, I never did. I oh, saw it. Funny. It was Gun Show that passed away, I think was his name. Yeah. Well, we'll link to that over at the website at animalradio.com so you can check out these videos before he comes on. Also, author David uh, Rosenfeld, is that yes. correct? Went across the country with 25 dogs in three RVs and Ooh. will tell us that story. Sounds like fun. Uh, Stace, what's up? Well, you know, when the Heinz tomato ketchup slogan was, good things come to those who wait, they probably didn't mean to have this in their ketchup bottles. Uh Yes, it's an animal particle, and I'll tell you what particle it is. Coming up on Animal Radio News. Any kind of animal part, I don't want to know. I don't want to know about this. Yeah, Yeah. she's going to ruin ketchup for us, isn't she? (laughs) (laughs) Not for Dr. Debbie. She'll run out and buy a case. (laughs) She'll look for it. She'll hope she hits the jackpot. Did you hear our very own Joey Villani up for an award? As I was telling Hal before, I'm up for an industry award this year. What kind? For contest judge of the year. That's wild, buddy. That's it's, awesome. It's like it's like our um, our Oscars. So, gosh, dang it, you're talented. You really are. You're a really talented person. You do so. No, many I things. just I just get I just get everyone fooled. Is what it is. <laughs> well, you do. I got them all fooled, Alan. You're doing it well, though. Do you have a a case that you'll put that award in? Do I have a case to put that award in? Yes. Um, 
Yeah, if my wife if my wife lets me, you know, put it in the china closet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I have a few grooming awards, and um, you know, they they don't they don't take precedent. I'll just tell you that much. You don't have your own shelf. I don't have my own anything. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Any man that thinks he's the boss of his household is either divorced or not married. Let's, let's be for real. <laughs> Even the dogs know it. You know, they they know who the boss is. Oh my gosh, that's hysterical. I don't have my own anything. You know, we talk about alpha. Yeah, okay. You're not alpha I'm in number, your household, huh? I'm number six in the pecking order. Okay, and we don't have yeah, kids, so just figure it out. You're gonna know, Joey. There's just no place for you to win on this one. No, there's there's no. not there's not. And I, and you know what, Joey? And I know it, so that's why I don't even argue the fact. See, that's a good thing. You're resigned to it, so there's no problem. Everybody no, knows their place. There's there's, there's there's there really isn't any problem. I I, I know. And you've accepted. I think you can get it. your own shelf if you really fight for it. Back off. That's right. See, he's causing trouble. Yes, he he's is, causing trouble in my home. household. There. Yeah, I bet he I, doesn't have a shelf. I do, but it's out of sight. Yeah. It's in the closet. In the garage. It's in the closet. Yeah. I lost that, too. I lost the garage. The garage was, listen, the garage was my grooming studio. What's I in have it now? everything. What's in it now? Oh, what could she have put in it? What's in it now? Yes. It's, it's everything that my wife can't fit in the house is in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> so I lo- I completely lost my grooming studio. It was going to be my grooming studio slash um, where I'd be able to film and do videos and all that. And I got the greatest equipment in the world. It's the hot- it would be the hottest studio in the world. Forget it. That That's to the wayside. Hey, John. Hi there. Good well, afternoon. Welcome to the show. I appreciate it. Uh, I have a, a, a five-year-old English bulldog. His name's Bodie. He's my rescue. He's deaf. But he's just all of a sudden done something totally out of the normal. He's licking the air, and he's going around in circles. And I, I don't know what's wrong with him. I'm, I'm scared it's a seizure. I don't know what's going down. Okay. So when he's uh, going around in circles, is it only to one direction, or does it vary? Yes, yes only one direction. Only, only okay. to the right side. Only to the right. And what else is he? Anything else while he's spinning? Is he is he licking while he's spinning, or is he just he's licking? Spinning? He's licking while he's spinning. I mean, and the tongue is coming out farther than that, you know that he does when he drinks water. I mean, it's out there. Okay. And how long does this last? Uh, it could go on for a couple minutes. Okay. And then what does he do afterwards? Barks. <laughs> <laughs> you said barks, not farts, right? No, barks. He barks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> we know bulldogs do a lot of the other two. <laughs> yeah, he's he's he just he's like he's angry that he just had this happen to him type of thing. Okay. Now, and when this is happening, does he do anything with his head as far as any head shaking, twitching, no, any kind of no, movements? No, nothing okay. like that. I tried to I tried to hold him when he's when he's doing the the blicking thing, so he doesn't start moving around. It's it's just it's. It's frightening because it's out of nowhere. You know, he's, he's sitting there lying perfectly still on the ground like he normally does. And all of a sudden, he rips up, starts licking the air, and he starts going to the right-hand side and, and like he's trying to get something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree that to me this sounds like a form of a focal seizure. So not so much like the grand mal seizure that, you know, epilepsy is so typically associated with. But yeah, um, the kind of like the licking seizures, we see that quite a bit. Um, some dogs will even have just like one muscle or one body part will twitch or have a repetitive motion. Um, so that would be my first thought. Now, some of the other things, I do occasionally see dogs that do excessive licking. And they might spin um, kind of associated with it, 
GI disease, so gastrointestinal disease. Um, that is a little bit different, and I kind of uh, do a little bit more of a workup looking into the intestinal problem, things like inflammatory bowel disease and so forth. Um, but usually those pets also have some GI signs, so we have you know problems with vomiting, diarrhea, uh, problems absorbing their food, etc. So I'm going to say seizures t- number one on my list, GI disease is number two. Number three at the very bottom, um, some ob- obsessive-compulsive disorders. Um, the only reason I'd say that's at the bottom of my list is because um, the licking by itself could certainly be obsessive-compulsive, but it's kind of the manner in which it occurs that I really okay. look at. Um, and if from what you're describing, it sounds more like a, it's like a fugue. It, it's something that's coming over him, and then it leaves, so it's not something that's continuing persistent where he licks everything. Um, so, so you're, are, you, are you telling me to, to change his diet up again? Well, that's one possibility if we're talking GI-caused problems. Now, for me, I'd say the number one thing I would talk to your vet about is trying a anti-seizure medicine trial um, because many of these type of problems will go away uh, with a short time on some anti-seizure medicine. So there's lots of good ones out there, phenobarbital, uh, zonisamide is a nice one as well. Um, And that will be actually the test, really, is to see, you know, does this go away with the seizure medicine? If so, you've got a seizure problem, and then, um, you know, we've got a clear answer there of what we need to do. Excellent. I appreciate your help, man. It's real because this is really using my love of my life. I really appreciate you helping me. Yeah, that must be scary when that happens. And you don't know what don't know what's happening. It's out of the clear blue sky, and I've never seen it before in my life. So yes, you're absolutely right, John. We wish you the best of luck with that. Let us know if you need to follow up on that. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Fido-Friendly Magazine presents the 5th Annual Month-Long Pet Adoption Tour, Get Your Licks on Route 66. Sponsored by Ford and Animal Radio, with accommodations provided by Kimpton Hotels, and special thanks to Car Rev sponsor, Stella and Chewy's. The life-saving tour travels from L.A. to Chicago, supporting adoption events. Log on to FidoFriendly.com to find out where the tour stops in a city near you, and join the Get Your Licks on Route 66 Pet Adoption Tour, saving lives one shelter at a time. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest. Now, when NBC asked me to host the biggest game show event ever, I assumed that they were exaggerating. Then they told me it's a quiz show that runs for a million seconds straight, 24 hours a day, from the heart of New York City. And you can play online for a chance to get on the show in prime time, where top players can win 10 bucks a second. That's $36,000 an hour, $864,000 a day. It's the biggest prize in game show history. So I said, I'm in. The Million Second Quiz begins this Monday on NBC. Go on, sweetie. Jump to dad. I'm not sure, daddy. The water's cool. There are moments in life that cause us to hesitate. Jump right here. Uh, okay. 
Here I come. I got you. Good job. I did it. That was fun. But once we take action, we're really glad that we did. If you're thinking about selling your home, don't hesitate. Interest rates are low and buyers are in the market. Every market's different. Call a realtor today and visit realtor.com. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Hey, this is Big Ant from Rescue Week. Remember, spay and neuter your animal and abusers are losers. Now back to Animal Radio. I wish I were tall. I'm sorry, like what do I sound like? I sound like a midget. How tall oh, are you? I sound like a big guy. I'm five foot five and a half. Alan, how tall are you? Five eight. I wish I were six. Just six feet. You remember your first disappointment in actually meeting that disc jockey and, and putting that face to that voice? Yes, it was in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was when I met Hal. So so was it better was it better in person or was it better, you know, over the air before mm-hmm. you seen him? Actually I have to admit it was better in person. Bald I thought you might be short, fat, and bald. That's what I sound like, apparently. Yeah. So not a lot of people. Well, no, know. actually, you had a good voice, and I've I've learned that you can't match the voice with the looks because some people have some great voices, and you look at them and go, "Oh my gosh!" And then others have horrible voices, and they're gorgeous. So you just yep. you got to be you got to be careful. For those that are listening, I look like Fabio. So if you <laughs> yes yes yeah I would if Fabio that. had no looks and no muscles <laughs> yeah and weighed 150 pounds something went <laughs> so this uh, this is coming in yeah. off of the app asking Alan they're truck drivers and they're lonely and they want to know <laughs> <laughs> you're in trouble oh, now Alan they're truck drivers and they're lonely I'll be right there <laughs> I'll be right over we just got this in off the app the uh, it was Kiko and Steve wrote, they're truck drivers, and they're lonely, and they want to know if they should get a dog, and if so, what kind of dog would be good to have on the truck traveling with them? Uh, see, now that's a good question. And, and a lot of people get dogs to fill holes in their lives. You know, they're lonely, or they suffered a loss. And, and believe it, a dog can be a great companion. But you have to remember this. It's very important that you understand before you get a dog that dogs have needs as well. And they're not like human needs. They're different. And it's important to educate yourself and read do a lot of reading about dog behavior and about what a dog's needs are before you decide to go get one and ask yourself if you can satisfy those needs because if you can't, you probably shouldn't get a dog. Now, there are dogs that are just mellowed out and they like to lay around a lot. There are breeds like Basset Hounds, you know, and, you know, they're not very active and Beagles and, you know, there are a lot of dogs that don't need much exercise and a lot of people don't get those dogs. They get dogs that need a lot of exercise that they're not equipped to give and so you get a frustrated dog and sometimes you get an aggressive dog so get on the internet and do some reading about the different dog breeds and which ones can lay around and don't need to chase and hunt and 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 run and play uh they don't need much like bulldogs i don't think bulldogs need much activity either so that would probably be a good truck dog but remember find out what a dog needs and dogs do need a little bit of attention and and their needs are different than your needs are so ask yourself can i satisfy these needs can I give dog a healthy, happy environment? That's really important. What are those needs? Like, uh, uh, obviously, well, they dogs, need to be walked several times a day, right? They need socialization. The first thing is, you know, you got to bring them around lots of people and lots of dogs when they're small so that they get used to the human hand and they get used to affection and attention. And they, they learn that uh, it's good. Other dogs are good and other people are good. And the second thing they need, they need exercise. They need a lot of exercise. Lots of di- different dog breeds need lots of exercise. Some need 
less. The third thing they need is structure. They need boundaries and they need limitations. They need you to be a leader. They need you to teach them positively what is good and what is not good, what they can do and what they can't do. And it starts with taking possession of all good things. The dog learns that all good things come from you, like his food, his toys, going out to play, going on a walk. It all comes from you. And so when you give a dog structure, you're being a good leader. And a good leader has a calm, happy dog. So that's the third thing a dog needs. And the last thing they need is affection. Dogs could live very happily without affection. If you look at dogs in a dog pack, you don't see the other dogs coming over giving the, you know, giving the dog kisses and petting the dog. And, you know, affection is something that is good, but you have to learn when to give affection and when to give attention. And a dog that doesn't get positive attention when he's doing good positive things and only gets negative attention, like you're yelling at him all the time, he's going to do that behavior because any attention is better than no attention. So for those of you listening who yell at your dogs a lot, learn to give your dog attention when he's doing the right thing and give him less attention or no attention when he's doing the wrong thing. And he'll start doing the right thing more often than not. And the last thing to remember is this. We expect a lot out of our dogs. You know, people want dogs to be perfect, to come every time they call them, never to get angry, never to get upset. That would be like telling you, hey, you know what? Never lose your temper again in your whole life. <laughs> dogs are living things. We put high expectations on them, higher than we would for ourselves. So try not to do that. Remember, they're not perfect. And they're not going to behave perfectly every single time. But if you're calm, relaxed, a good leader, you know how to positively motivate your dog, you're going to have a great companion and a friend for life. Hey, thanks, Steve and Kiko, for that question from the app. You can download the app right now. It's free for iPhone and Android, and you can ask your questions right from it, as well as listen to past shows. Alan, what do you think of a Chihuahua as a good truck dog? Yeah, I think Chihuahuas are great dogs. You know, I mean, I think, you know, just about any dog could be a good truck dog. It's just... You know, they have to gauge how much time they're willing to play with them every day. Yeah. Because I'm thinking about what you said, bulldog. And I, I love bulldogs, don't get me wrong, but I'm thinking about picking this 50, 60 pound dog in and out of the truck all the time because you know he's not jumping up and jumping down. And maybe you'd have to have a ramp. They could walk right up on it. But you're right. Yeah, that's a big dog. Hi, who's this? Hey, Elaine. Hey, Elaine. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Really like the show. Oh, well, thank you very much. Where are you calling from today? I'm in Florida today. Are you a truck driver? Yes, my husband and I run team, and oh. I raised my dog in the truck. Oh, you did? What, From- what kind of dog do you have? Um, she's a poodle. She turned 11 in July, and when you run team, you basically are always moving. Unlike, you know, a solo gets to actually stop for, a, a, you know, 10, 11 hours. Uh-huh. So we don't get to do that. But when we do stop, um, I've raised her on wee pads. She still uses them to this day. I mean, she just, you don't get the chance to stop and take the dog out. I do use a little laser light in the truck to make her jump up high on the bed, up against the wall, you know. Get some exercise? Yeah, well, especially the jumping. And she is so, I, I know now why they use poodles in circus, because she can walk on her back legs in a moving vehicle. <laughs> she's standing, well, you know, standing still. She's fabulous at it. But, um, and then if I get in a parking lot that's, vacant at night and stuff. I can use that laser light and really just run her tired in a matter of minutes as opposed to actually having to get her and walk her, you know, three miles because we don't get to stop that often. Uh-huh. The only thing, um, the best thing about poodles is they don't shed. And if you raise them, they don't have to be ankle biters and whiners. I mean, mm-hmm. she thinks she's a big dog. And the only disadvantage is if you own your own truck or you break down, 
a lot of times the closest facility is a hotel, and if they allow animals, oh. they'll charge you as much as $25 a night for that. Um, you need to be prepared to put your dog in a crate so if you have to rent a car to get back and forth. And they make collapsible, you know, dog carriers and stuff like that. But oh, yeah. you, don't, you don't want to do that in the moment of um, the anxiety, the broken truck, and also sure. if you kind of practice a fire drill type thing. But um, she just, she loves it, and I, I can't imagine doing it without her. I mean, even in 20 below, you know, I know my dog's getting exercise, and I can do, you know, I can still do right. right. And she doesn't know that she's not, you know. <laughs> she, she only knows what I've taught her, and as far as she's concerned, I, I can't be wrong. So. so she's lived no other life all 11 years along with you in the truck, right? Yes. So she has been with us 24-7 from, well, I got her when she was six weeks old at a flea market. And I, she hasn't, she doesn't know anything else. I mean, you know, we, we get motel rooms and we do have a home that we come home to every, you know, three to six weeks. But yeah, she's never been away from us. Now I'm not a trucker, but unfortunately, well, no, fortunately my dog is with me 24 seven, but doesn't sometimes mommy need a break? Yeah, I do. Just from dry. Well, yeah, but you know, we all make choices. It's a lifestyle, (laughs) not a job. Uh, are you talking about from your husband or the dog? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That's a very small space, but um, for 16th, we will have been married 30 years. So oh, wow. It, it's working, and we've been doing this together since 2000. But it, it is about, you know, what you can teach them and they give you back. And really, if you can fool your dog into thinking, you know, you're a goddess, what, what else could you ask for? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Some great advice there. Yeah, always carrying a crate along, just just in case there's an emergency. Good advice there. Hey, thanks for calling today. Oh, uh, one other thing, reflective collar, because um, and oh, yeah. on the side of your truck, it, you know, they to say that you do have a pet on board in case, you know, something bad happens. Oh, you mean like one of those signs that you see in the houses that like the say... the firemen, you know. For the firemen. Firemen, yeah. I have three animals inside or yeah. something. Because, you know, and, and, and rightfully so, the rescue is going to look for humans first. But even if you do have a dog, if it doesn't have a reflective collar on, you know, it could be they'd never see, a, you know, a black poodle or a white poodle in the snow. You know, it doesn't hurt to have something reflective on them, you know, that you leave on. These are all great tips, great tips. And, uh, you know, I hear people, some truckers will call in and say they won't take their dogs on the road with them because they don't think it would be fair. But I think in your situation where your dog has grown up on the road, I think that uh, your dog would, wouldn't be happier anywhere else than with you and Dad. Oh, I don't think she could imagine it. Yeah, you know, it might be hard to take a, you know, a golden retriever off the farm and put it in the truck and expect that to make any kind of sense. But I yeah. think if, if, if you're committed to the lifestyle... Having an animal on the road with you, whether you run team or solo, definitely makes the life better, more enriching. I mean, it just is. It is. You ought to see people at told them so crazy they go over. He's like, <laughs> you know, you got a little dog, and it, it just anytime you make somebody smile or do right by an animal, you should. Okay. Good words. Thanks for your call today. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. It's Animal Radio. For dogs, like people, arthritis is the most common health problem, and joints are stressed even more with increased activity in summer. FlexRx is a new way to safely and effectively treat canine joint health problems. All-natural FlexRx doesn't mask symptoms like other products. It's clinically proven to restore healthy joint function. With FlexRx, your dogs can enjoy an improved quality of life they've earned and deserve. FlexRx is available at Pet Supplies Plus or visit ProLabsPets.com. Attention roofing contractors and homeowners. 
The Home Depot is running a special on shingles from GAF, North America's largest roofing manufacturer. Buy a pallet or more of in-stock Timberline or Royal Sovereign shingles and get 15% off the everyday shelf price. Just visit your local Home Depot between September 5th and September 15th and save 15% on GAF Advanced Protection Shingles, the preferred brand of professional contractors. GAF and the Home Depot, the best choice for roof systems and accessories. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Come on, sweetie. Jump to Dad. I'm not sure, Daddy. The water's cool. There are moments in life that cause us to hesitate. Jump right here. Uh, okay. Here I come. I got you. Good job. I did it. That was fun. But once we take action, we're really glad that we did. If you're thinking about selling your home, don't hesitate. Interest rates are low and buyers are in the market. Every market's different. Call a Realtor today and visit Realtor.com. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. All right, this is no ordinary fish tale. I'm sure you would have liked to have this catch if you're a fisherman. A German angler is credited with catching a massive 513-pound halibut off the coast of Norway. The monster fish could claim the record for the largest halibut ever reeled in with a fishing rod. The angler says that the 9-foot sea dweller put up a 90-minute fight. He must have had five guys trying to reel that thing in. How did the the rod not break, too? A recent act of kangaroo censorship have left uh, some people hopping mad. The Mirror says Tourism Australia posted a photo of a kangaroo named Big Baz on their Facebook page. But since Big Baz was sprawled out on his back in the pic, they chose to keep it PG and they pixelated the animal's private parts. I didn't know that kangaroos were so well endowed. But the people at Tourism Australia explained that they were only having a little bit of fun and not everybody thought it was that funny. In fact, more than 1,600 people commented on the photo, many calling the censorship stupid, crazy, and everything in between. One user even accused Tourism Australia of trying to turn Big Baz into a centerfold model. The agency has since replaced the photo with another that's a little bit more modest. He's probably wearing boxers now or something, but they joke that Big Baz has since taken to being a little camera shy. When the Heinz tomato ketchup slogan was, good things come to those who wait, they probably didn't mean a tangled mess of rat fur. Health officials in Brazil, they've banned a Mexican-made batch of everybody's favorite condiment after they detected traces of rodent fur in the bottles. Oh, can you imagine pouring it out and then, oh, there's something in this. Oh, there's something. Wow, my burger's a little hairy. It was imported into the country last year. The tainted bottles have reportedly, oh, you have something in your teeth. It looks like it might be a rodent hair. Um, they've already been pulled from store shelves, and the Brazilian government has banned any sales, distribution, and marketing of the units from the batch. Mexico's own authorities have stepped in, launching an inspection of the factory where the ketchup was made. It's so gross because mainly everybody knows that if you're going to have mouse pelts, you want mayonnaise on them, not ketchup. 
All right. Nobody eats that. All right. President Obama and the first family, they've got a new pet. Little Bo has a buddy. They welcomed Sonny, another Portuguese water dog. Sonny was photographed on the south lawn of the White House showing off her thick, dark coat. The Obamas picked that name because they say it fits her cheerful personality. Sonny was born in Michigan in June of last year and grabbed the attention of all the news hounds on duty at the White House. Bo is so cute, too. Those dogs are so great, and they're very well-behaved. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Football is back. For tailgating or watching at home, Reynolds, Hefty, and Johnsonville brands have a game-time winning lineup. Reynolds Wrap Foil, Reynolds Slow Cooker Liners, Hefty Waste Bags, Food Bags, Plates and Cups, and the full juicy flavor of Johnsonville Brats. Fire up your grill and get those Johnsonville Brats cooking. Lay Reynolds Wrap Foil on the grill to help prevent the brats from burning and to make cleanup a snap. And for really easy cleanup, don't forget Hefty Waste Bags, Disposable Plates and Cups. Reynolds, Hefty, and Johnsonville brands, the winning lineup this football season. Attention roofing contractors and homeowners. The Home Depot is running a special on shingles from GAF, North America's largest roofing manufacturer. Buy a pallet or more of in-stock Timberline or Royal Sovereign shingles and get 15% off the everyday shelf price. Just visit your local Home Depot between September 5th and September 15th and save 15% on GAF Advanced Protection Shingles, the preferred brand of professional contractors. GAF and the Home Depot, the best choice for roof systems and accessories. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. This is Animal Radio, baby. You are quite the singer. I didn't realize that. I'm happy because my family, they're on their way back as we speak. They're uh, somewhere around Billings, Montana. Now, are they hitchhiking back? Is that what I'm to understand? No, no, they're, they're not. I actually gave them a bus pass this time. They're, they're riding on the roof of the Greyhound, half price. For those that don't know, Alan's wife and children have been gone all summer long. You've had the house. Now, you've got to be cleaning that up now. I imagine there's underwear strewn all over. Pizza boxes. That's, uh, that's what I have to do this weekend. I have to, as soon as the animal radio show is over, I get to work. I get to work here. Okay. See, he's the opposite. Yeah? How's I'd that? Be going, I'd be going into mourning now. Yeah. <gasps> oh, oh you'd be sad back. that they're coming back. Jolene. Oh, God. I'm kind of afraid. Why? What do you think will happen? I haven't seen my kids in two months. I mean, I don't know. You know, they change. They change fast, you know. They could be all grown up. Daddy who? <laughs> we got a new daddy. What about Uncle Rob? <laughs> 
I guess that's my life. Uh, let's head to Dave and Rosenfeld. He's on the phone. He's a mystery writer, and he's uh, also a animal saver. Like uh, I believe he runs a shelter, and he has 25 dogs, and he traveled across the country in an RV. Well, I take it back, three RVs. Uh, to get all 25 dogs across the country, and he's chronicled it in his new book, Dog Tripping. Welcome to the show, David. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about this story, and uh, without giving it all away, obviously traveling with 25 dogs, a big move for you. Why were you traveling, and how did it go? Um, We're traveling because we had a rescue foundation in California through which we saved about 4,000 dogs. But if we rescued a dog that was too old or blind or epileptic for anybody else to want them, they would come home as our pet. Mm-hmm. And so we were always at anywhere between, I'd say, 20 and 40. Wow. And at the time we were moving, my wife had retired. We were ready to move to our house in Maine, and we had 25 large dogs and had to figure out how to get there. I guess you can't wow. fly. No, probably not. Uh, we, we, I mean, we expl- it's in the book. We explored everything, and, and flying was just not practical for a number of reasons, one of which is these are all old, you know, arthritic, you know, dogs that are, they would just be freaked out by it. We weren't going to do that to them. Wow, that's so interesting. So how did you come up with the idea of the RV, and how are you going to fit 25 dogs in an RV? Um, well, it was three RVs, and, and they fit fine. I mean, they were comfortable. and you know, But the other pro- you know, the problems were, like, how are you going to stop and walk them? You can't just let them out on the highway. So we had to do uh, – we had 250 feet of, a lo- of plastic fencing that we unrolled each time and set up our own oh, dog wow. parks. Um, and we <laughs> had 11 so volunteers. Cool. These, are, these people were readers of mine most of whom we didn't even know. And they flew into California, spent a week with us. It was amazing, really amazing that they did Wait, so let me get this straight. People that have read your books, your mystery books, you invited them to help drive? or what's... Actually, I didn't invite any of them. I, I, what I did was I sent out, we had no idea how to do it. So I would send out emails and on Facebook, and I'd ask these people if they have any idea how to do it. And in the process, a number of them said, you know, we'd really like to be part of it. <laughs> so that was fine with us. So it was just... My wife and I weren't going to be able to handle it. So these people were amazing. I mean, uh, absolutely amazing. How did you know what kind of people you were going to get? I mean, I know they say, like, radio groupies, beware of them. But what about book groupies? Aren't you kind of frightened? Well, you know, and it could have been. I, I even said to one of them, you could be a serial killer. But <laughs> rather than doing it by ourselves, traveling with serial killers would have been fine. You know, I mean, it, was just, <laughs> it was just way Buddy, too did much you, for us to handle. Did you shoot any video of the whole thing? Um, there was video shot of it, actually, um, which we had lost for a while, and then the person who shot it just discovered it. So they're sending it into my publicist to do for a TV show I'm going to be on. So how many oh people God. and how many animals did you have in each RV? Uh, we had nine, nine, and seven in terms of dogs. Um, and then we had uh, four, four, and three in terms of the people. Wow. I traveled the country in an RV with five cats. That was kind of fun, but... Uh... I was completely miserable the entire trip, and the other ten people—the other ten people—thought it was the greatest adventure of their life. I mean, they just—they still email about how wonderful it was. Oh, I can how, imagine. How long did the trip take? Long did it feel like it took, or took? It, we, it actually, we left on Monday afternoon. Monday afternoon, and got there Friday afternoon. Oh my gosh! And which was actually longer than we had hoped. We had hoped to be able to alternate drivers and sleep on the way, but that just proved not to be feasible. So we we'd stop like for four nights, uh, four hours each night in a hotel, and one of us, always me, and two, and always my wife, and one other person would stay on the RVs, and then everybody else would go into the hotel. I can't imagine all the dog hair. What do these RVs look like when you had to turn them no, back in? They were in pretty good shape. Um, when I called the rental company, I was prepared to lie and say, you know, we're just going to take our, our dog. They said they didn't care how many dogs we had as long as we returned the vehicles in the shape that we got them. And 
So no, don't so, so, so you guys pull up to, like, let's say, a rest stop. You get out. You unfurl the fence. You bring the dogs out. What are some of the comments you got from people who just were checking this out? Well, and that made it worse because, you know, every time we stopped, anybody around would come over. And, of course, that got the dogs excited. Um, but, you know, I mean, people, everybody said, oh, we wish you were, no, don't, we knew, wish we knew about it because we would have joined. You know, it's quite easy to say that after the fact. <laughs> but, you know, the problem was every time we stopped, the dogs wanted to get off. And if you've ever driven an RV, and I never will again, um, <laughs> you stop for gas every 20 minutes. Uh huh. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, and these are, our, you know, older dogs, you know, a blind dog and stuff, so it's not so easy to get them off and on. So it was. It was so, quite a job. Did you end with the same amount of dogs as you started with? We did. Uh, fortunately, we almost, one ran off. One got out of its collar and ran off. But <laughs> she came in Iowa City, but she came flying back. She decided it's, <laughs> it's better on the RV than it would be out in Iowa City. I'm, I'm telling you right now, this is a movie right here. This could be a movie. Yeah, actually, it's weird. There's been a lot of interest for a movie, which surprises me because I don't really see it. Because um, there's, like, there's no dramatic thrust to it. You know what I mean? It's like there's But no, there's comedy. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely uh, some unintended comedy. That's for sure. Yeah. You're pretty sure that you'd never do it again. No chance. I didn't think so. <laughs> Although I, if we had to do it again, and fortunately we won't, I don't know how we would do it any differently. I mean, I think we did it the best way we could. So how? what recommendations would you give someone else trying this? What can they do to make it easier? Uh Honestly, I think we did it right. You know, it's just, it is what it is. And, and I mean, if, if, if there's somebody nutty enough to have 25 dogs and to take them across country, they sort of deserve what they get. <laughs> but, but, I, but I think we did it as well as we could have done it. There's nothing I would have done differently I, except maybe hired people to take my place. Well, I'd like to go ahead and give away copies of the book the uh, that chronicles this journey, Dog Tripping. And it's on St. Martin's Press. If it's not at your bookstore, they've either sold out or they can order it. We can get it on Amazon, and we'll link to everything over at AnimalRadio.com. And your website, what are we going to find over there? Uh, well, you'll find this book, and then I've written uh, 16 novels, um, many of wow. which, uh, there's a series, and they, they the series is the Andy Carpenter Mysteries, and he's a dog lunatic like I am, so there's a lot of dogs in those. And so information about that. I mean, you want to find as much as you should, because I'm not the best at keeping up my website, Reasonably. <laughs> you just were, see, I'm just putting up my MySpace page right now. I'm a little behind the curve. Yes. Right? Yes. Understand that. David Rosenfeld joining us. Uh, check out the book, 1-866-405-8405 to pick up a copy. Now, we have we we had 10 copies. I understand we have nine copies now. Nine? Yes, because I'm in the middle of reading it. It's hilarious. Oh, gosh. Thank you. It looks like a good book. As soon as uh, Judy's done with it, I'm picking it up. David, you got to buy your own copy. i got to get yeah, my own damn there copy. You go. That's how you get paid. David, thanks so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure. Take care. Now, can you imagine doing that? That's cool. Crazy, man. Oh, that yeah. That could be like a it's... huge annual event that got bigger and bigger and bigger. See, if I would have known but... about it, I would have volunteered. That would have been cool. Yes. Yeah, you say that now. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Hey everybody, this is Kenny Lee Lewis from the Steve Miller Band. Just want to tell everybody out there on Animal Radio, thanks for loving your pets. 
This is Animal Radio. Uh, we welcome Gordon McGee. He is the top marketing genius over at Dr. Foster's and Smith. We welcome him to the show. They, of course, are the sponsors of our news, and we're so glad to have them. Now, I get all my stuff. Like, I get my flea stuff from Dr. Foster's and Smith. It's so much easier for oh, me to yeah. do this online and actually cheaper than it is for me to drive to any of the Oh, I get, I get my pee pads. You get them all? Dog. I get a lot of stuff there and cleaning, cleaning supplies. Did you know they deal with fish? No. Yes, they have a website, liveaquaria.com. Gordon, welcome to the show. Wow. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. And I'm, I'm sure Ann Mapes, our other marketing person, will be glad to know that I'm the top marketing genius at the company now. <laughs> well, is she, It's official. Is, is she we've there? Announced so we, we've announced it. That should be official now. <laughs> it is official. We got it. Liveaquaria.com is a, a site that I've just discovered this morning, which is all about the fish. I mean, not only do you have the equipment and supplies you need for fish, but you have deep resources of information about fish, which is good for me because I always, I'll be real honest with you, yeah, I'm not real no. good with fish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Had I read your website before, I might have saved some lives. You might have saved some fish lives, yep. Yeah, liveaquaria.com is probably the premier website in the country for the purchase of fish on the Internet, uh, saltwater and freshwater, as well as coral. Uh, you know, we're up here in Green Bay, Packerland in the frozen tundra, and yet we aquaculture live coral wow. right about uh, 100 yards from my office where I'm sitting right now. Now, does that mean you make it? Sort of. Make it isn't the right word. You take live coral and break a fragment off, and then you propagate those frags. You glue them with super glue to a little T-shaped plug, ceramic plug, put them in a grid in salt water, and very carefully nurture them and grow them. Uh, it's one of the things about coral that may not be widely known is they're not a plant. They're actually an animal, so they have to be fed properly. And What do they eat? They eat. Sometimes they eat each other, so you have to be careful <laughs> with uh, putting the right kind of coral next to the right kind of coral because they fight for space, literally. And so wow. I'm not the expert on the feeding side, but uh, <laughs> Kevin Cohen, uh, our director of Live Aquaria, we're very lucky to have him. He was last year's MASNA Aquarist of the Year. MASNA is the Marine Aquarium Society of North America. So Kevin Cohen is kind of our top dog, and, and he knows all that stuff inside and out. So when you buy coral, is it dead or alive? I've seen dry coral. Does this, so I'm assuming that's dead, but if I buy it from my fish tank, it's alive? It is definitely alive, uh, and we ship it uh, all over the country, the contiguous United States. And it's surprising that you can do that quite successfully and very safely for the coral and for live fish, by the way. So we, we ship them out in oxygenated bags, overnight mail required. Uh-huh. And we actually have a 14-day arrive-alive guarantee for the fish and coral or plant or invertebrates. If you're growing it there in Wisconsin, then that must mean that we're saving some coral reefs. Yeah, that's exactly right. In fact, that's one of our goals when Dr. Ray Foster got the idea to start the aquaculture facility here. One of the goals has been to eventually someday have all coral in reef tanks come from aquacultured facilities like ours. Well, you guys are awesome. doing such great work, Dr. Foster and Smith. The website is live. Aquaria.com for the fish side, and then, uh, of course, for the dogs and the cats, DrFosterSmith.com. And, of course, we thank you so much for sponsoring the news, a, a very important feature here on Animal Radio. You bet. Glad to do it. We will talk to you again. Gordon McGee, how would you prefer to be referred to now if it's not the top genius? <laughs> songwriter, country music songwriter of the song Unbelievable, recorded by Randy Travis. Really? You wrote that? I did. I co-wrote it with a friend of mine, yep. Wow. You are a multi-talented type of guy. I'm just old, that's all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to remember that every time we talk to you. Gordon McGee, songwriter and, I'll say, genius behind Dr. Fosters and Smith, joining us right here on Animal Radio. We will head back to the phones next at 1-866-405-8405. 
You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hey, Rosie. Hey, hello. Welcome to our madness. Hi. <laughs> Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Long Beach, California. Oh, the L.A. area. What's going on? I got everybody here for you. Ah, um, okay. So about six months ago, we adopted a little kitten that showed up on our balcony and we'd already had two dogs at the time, so the condition was the cat had to get along with the dog. So we kind of conditioned her to play with the dogs, and so she, now she does. She, you know, she she loves them, and she's always on the floor, and they're always chasing each other. Except she's nocturnal, and this playtime goes from like midnight till four in the morning, and they just the dachshund chases her because she's you know a dachshund, and uh, and then the terrier follows, and she's running because she's having a great time, but they. They'll jump on top of us when we're sleeping. Oh, boy. And they, like, bounce right off of us. Yeah. And it's just driving us crazy. So we've tried locking her out, and then she'll cry at the door. We've tried locking them out. They cry at the door. We've tried having them all, you know, with the door open, so they'll play in the living room, and they want us to join in. I don't know. So it's pretty pretty rough. <laughs> oh, Rosie, I feel your pain. Not not currently with my existing pet. I have the geriatric bunch right now, but <laughs> I had kitties that did this and um, the truth is cats are nocturnal and they're going to tend to want to play and do things at night. So yeah. that is an inherent nature for them. So it's challenging with cats, but you can modify them to become more of, of a day active pet. Now I'm assuming, do you work during the day? Are you away? We do. We're usually away. Mm, I'd okay. say maybe, um, like maybe like twenty percent of the time we're at home. But okay, that's going to be the problem <laughs> because during the day hours <laughs> when we want her to be active, um, you're not there, so there's nothing for her to do but sleep and just get all revved up and ready for the evening hours. So uh-huh. the the trick is that we have to get her tired and got to get playtime in before you go to bed. So if you can't spend a lot of time during the day hours, once you get home, we need to schedule playtime. And it's great that she plays with the dogs, but I would make sure you do scheduled playtime with just her. And you may need to put the doggies away just so she can play one-on-one with you. Um, there's some wonderful toys that you can do that are uh, kind of like the cat um, fishing pole type things, things that she can chase, but to be involved with that because she sounds like she loves the chase and you want to help to instigate that. And you got to change things up with cats when they're playing you know you can't spend 20 minutes playing with one toy you got to pull out like four because they're just so like you know whatever give me the next one I mean <laughs> so yeah okay. but you really got to exhaust her before bedtime now I will tell you at nighttime some other strategies that I found can help locking cats out is what I had to do with my cats I, I had to just for my health of my marriage <laughs> I had to yeah. shut the bedroom door and put earplugs in and um, some other techniques you can use with that are to set up cat feeders at interesting times of the night. So 2 a.m., 3 a.m., set up an automatic cat feeder somewhere and have that go off with an audible tone so that draws her attention to that. Um, that's one great way to find her something else to do in the middle of the night, preferably away from your bedroom. <laughs> you know, you, you got to get those take- dogs tired out, too. Exactly. And, yeah, and yeah. whether or not you can keep the dogs separate is, is great. But yeah, Alan, definitely. It's the same thing with dogs, just like the kitty, just to get them exhausted. That's a good idea. Cool. Okay. Um, I guess I haven't really been uh, exercising her. Like the dogs get walked, but that's a good idea. Cats are hard to get tired. I, I had one that I used to get on a treadmill, and he would kind of walk on the treadmill for treats, and then he'd go meow and flap down, and then, you know, that was it. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, how long do you think she would need to get exhausted? A lot of time. There, there's no magical yeah, like, time, but like is she? Or? How old is she? Oh, she's like eight months. Eight months. Oh, you're not going to tire her out, very honestly. <laughs> what, what's going to happen is she's going to become bored before she gets tired, and that is the problem with cats. Dogs, you can kind of put them on a treadmill or run them next to you on a bike, and you know they're. they're I'm sorry, they're they're sweet, but they're dumb. <laughs> cats are far too intelligent. <laughs> you know, I have a cat and a dog that chase each other around during the evening and stuff, but at night I crate my dog. So oh. that makes it easier so the cat can't get to the dog at night. But the cat yeah. still bothers you. Yeah, you know, the cat still bothers me, yeah. but the dog yeah, is crated so they can't chase each other. We've thought about just locking them all out. Like we've tried it. Um, you know, it's, the, I guess, the same idea as creating that it's going to be their space at night. But they just flip out and they just get all sad and they scratch at the door forever. But, I mean, do you think that would stop if we gave it like more than a week or do you think it would just continue because they're. It'll stop. You're giving in, and every time you give in, you teach them that it's going to work. So you have to be diligent. You have to get earplugs like Deb said. It takes a few weeks to teach those cats. I mean, it's not something that you're going to have a bunch of nights that it's going to be real noisy. But uh, if you get through that period of time, I guarantee you it'll be a lot quieter. Teach them that you're not going to wake up at that time. Yeah. Okay. Kettle black, kettle black, kettle say, black. I was going to say, isn't like the kettle, kettle calling the pot black, Hal? How many nights, how many times a night does your cat wake you? Only two, but it used to be like five times. Oh, you got it yeah, down, got to, it down two. to two now. Better than, better than five, but yeah, they're really tough. They just, you know, it wouldn't even be so bad if they just sit on the, sit on the floor, but they, it's like they, they like to propel off of our chest. They like to, <laughs> they're like, all right, it's like diving board. Like we're going to just sorry. her and just. I know, it's funny. The other thing, out. you know, you can do is get a night job. <laughs> Hal, I thought you were going to suggest. I was going to mention the possibility of getting another cat. You know what they should sell? So they entertain each other. We have have one other cat, and she just looks, she's from her tower, she sits on her tower, and she just looks at all of them, and she just, she reminisces on times when none of them were around, you know? She's like, you all are crazy, you know? Three years ago, everybody was gone, and I was by myself, and life was wonderful. She just, she just glares at all of them, and just hates this little setup we got going on. They need so to. They, somebody should invent a mechanical mo- a couple of me- mechanical mice. You know, they jot out from under the furniture every twenty minutes or something, thank real you. fast. But anyway, thank you so much. That's great advice. So I'm definitely going to try and work it out of her, um, or decide to lock out my dogs. I think maybe we'll see. Well, we wish you the best of luck with that, Rosie. Let us know how that turns out. So funny when when she asked you how much do I have to play with her each day? I was going to say a month. <laughs> <laughs> every waking hour. <laughs> Hey, hey, Dr. Debbie, um, does Mr. Debbie have his own shelf? What do you mean, own shelf? For awards well, was, and stuff. You know, yeah, Joey doesn't even have, nothing belongs to him. He doesn't have anything that's his. So I just, I said, Joey, you, I'm sure your wife will give you a shelf. And and she, he says, my wife doesn't, I don't own anything. I don't have anything. So th- does Mr. Debbie have a shelf? Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. When you're talking about awards, we have this argument all the time. He has on display in, in the office at the home his middle school basketball trophy and he has it on display and it was just for participation he didn't win a thing that's awesome i always joke that i like won more awards in high school than he ever did and they're in boxes and crates in my garage but i don't put them on display but he has to put that one on display i have a trophy i gave myself for not ever winning a trophy (laughs) well good morning 20 after 7 everybody
1-866-405-8405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team. You just had to wake her up, Hal, didn't you? She, yes. Well, I would, yeah. The squeaker does every time. What, you don't wake your animals up when you want to play with them? Like they wouldn't wake you up in the middle of the night <laughs> when they want to play. Are always playing. Yeah, that's uh happens to be the subject of conversation today. They waking you up at three in the morning, uh, hopping in bed there. They want to sleep across the bed. Spouse doesn't like it. Boy, they're ticked off. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I've heard two calls today about that. Two different calls, and of course, I can relate to that. It's a definitely a very heated conversation it when really you start is. throwing the marital things in there, too. Well, what's really funny is a few years back, I had this interview. We did this interview when uh, pets come between partners. At that time, I thought, that's just the funniest thing I've ever heard. But it really, I'm looking for the book now. Can't find yeah. it on the bookshelves anymore. So I already, uh, if, you, if your pet comes between you and your partner, I'd love to hear from you. Because Misery loves company, mostly. That's why. <laughs> Hi, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys today? Good. Where are you? I'm in uh, Gainesville, Georgia, right next to Atlanta. So how can we help you? Well, you know, um, I recently, my uh, I have a uh, three-and-a-half-year-old uh, multi-poo, and he went through, um, I think I'm calling it right, it's HGE. Um, HGE. Yeah, where they have bloody uh, stool and vomit. Okay, yeah. And the problem that I had with it, while he did recover uh, after three days in the hospital, the veterinarian really wasn't able to tell me much about the, this incident and, and what causes it. And do we have to worry about it reoccurring? I mean, it was it was pretty violent. Um, you know, he, he went downhill really, really quick. He's recovered okay at this point? Yeah, he had to, he had him on uh, anti-diarrheal, anti-vomit medicine. Uh, he was in the uh, of the vet's office for uh, two days, uh, you know, with fluids and everything. Mm-hmm. And what we've noticed is that a couple of times he, he seems to be a little bit more sensitive, and he'll uh, he's thrown up a couple of times, no no blood or anything. He just seems like his stomach is now a lot more sensitive than it ever was before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and just so everyone else kind of understands, we're we're talking about HGE, which is an abbreviation for hemorrhagic gastroenteritis. So that's why we abbreviated it. It's so hard to say it, but, but HGE is definitely it's a, a horrible condition. And I'm going to kind of back your vet a little bit here because we don't really know what causes it. Um, we do know some things and some characteristics of the disease is that it happens a lot in little dogs, especially toy breeds of dog, um, and we can't. Can see it more sometimes in dogs that are maybe a little bit more hyper excitable or the pets that are under some kind of stress. But it basically causes a horrendous diarrhea and even vomiting where they're they're basically their GI tract loses fluids extremely rapidly into their bowels, so they get really violent diarrhea. Be- they become horribly dehydrated very quickly, and without treatment, it can very rapidly be fatal. So um, a couple day hospital stay with fluids and antibiotics is not unheard of. Um, there is some thought that maybe a type of bacteria um, called Clostridium could be involved, and that's why sometimes you know uh, we'll typically put them on a type of an antibiotic to gear towards that. But um, you know, I may not be able to tell you, Jeff, that this won't ever happen again. Um, I, I personally can't say I've had a patient that's gone through that more than once, but it wouldn't be unheard of just because we really don't know what ultimately causes this. Um, so that's the bad news of it. But um, with treatment and being very, very aggressive about this disease, we can turn them around. So, yeah, that's. I'm sure it was a pretty scary event for you, huh? Absolutely. It, it starts out kind of slow. It's just like, you know, maybe he's ate something bad and, and a little, you know, vomit here and there. And, you know, 
you know, he was starting to, you know, try to eat some grass, and it, it progressed very quickly overnight. And, you know, we woke up, and there was just blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, thank God we have tile and hardwood floors. But by the time I got him to the vet within a 24-hour period, he was very dehydrated, going very downhill very quickly. Mm. Exactly. And a couple key messages out of your you know, experience that I want people to get, definitely little dogs with bad, bloody diarrhea, if it comes on fast and it comes on hard, don't delay therapy because that really, um, you know, may not always be the situation because it's actually not that common. But certainly if you've got a little dog that goes through a really bad diarrhea vomiting bout that quickly, see the vet. This is Animal Radio. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joy Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, thanks, big guy. The whole dream team here, toll free at 1-866-405-8405. Just be thankful you're not here in the off-air conversation right now. It's, it's, uh, Wow. It's yeah, I can't believe today. they went there. Yeah, I don't think I can do the show, <laughs> frankly. Uh, I'm very excited, actually. Coon Rippy is going to be on in just a few minutes. He, of course, is the guy. The uh, Where is he from? Tennessee? From Tennessee. Tennessee. Yes. Big old bearded guy who showers with his uh, raccoons and videotapes it for YouTube. He's gone viral. It's kind of interesting, the kind of stars and celebrities we have in this day and age. They're all YouTube I know, sensations. I make you a star. And, and they're infinitely more uh, interesting than Hollywood celebrities. Oh, definitely. More talented, too. Yeah. I'm still reeling from the Batman decision. I just... I, so you were very upset about that whole Affleck oh. thing. Oh. I like Ben oh, Affleck, not- but really, you I need know. a little some edge for Batman. I oh, know. I'm on. a big Affleck fan, but this is just not right. You know, what, you know who would have made a, a better Batman than Ben Affleck? The uh, the uh, leg lamp from The Christmas Story. Oh. <laughs> I don't see why everyone is getting all upset about it. I mean, really, has there been another Batman since Adam West? Really? No. No, no there can't be. <laughs> Stacy, you look like you're thinking about something. I'm assuming it's Batman or I have no idea. You're pondering. So how do you explain to your wife when all of a sudden there's a strange bra that's laying in your bedroom on the floor? How do you tell, you know, what do you say? Uh, I don't know where it came from. And she says to you, you know, I went shopping with Marianne, our neighbor, and that's her bra. Explain that to me. (laughs) Well, uh, there's a cat that seems to be stealing the neighbor's clothes. Seriously, I'll tell you about it. Coming up. Reminds me of the story of, uh, well, Dr. Debbie having to remove a thong from a dog. Did <laughs> <laughs> you really? Yeah. And, it, and then the owner, you know, the wife said, you know, I don't own a thong. I, I don't wear them. <laughs> so where Was this one of the uh, famous chipping dogs? <laughs> <laughs> Could be. There was a story last year about a cat that was stealing underwear from the neighborhood, women's underwear. And putting them in the garage. It's a klepto kitty. You know, it's a cat maybe with a little bit of social things, or maybe it just wants to wear clothing. This story comes out of Windsor, Vermont, where a pile of goat manure spontaneously caught fire. Imagine that. Whoa. A worker It's a miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. I knew this could happen. That's why you need to flush immediately. Yeah, well, this is goat. Goat. Oh, okay. It it had accumulated for a while. A worker on her way to the milk goats discovered the fire in a 120-cubic-yard manure pile. That's... That's a lot of manure. Oof. That's big. That's that's a lot of <laughs> there. That sure is. <laughs> 
I bet it smelled good around there. They say it uh, smelled like burning leaves. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's uh, eating grass and stuff. That's all. Well, of course. So that's why it smells like burning leaves. Is it's all grass? Yeah. Well, don't smell like burning leaves when it's fresh out the can. No, it sure doesn't, does it? That would have happened like in in the old timey days, like a couple hundred years ago. Maybe people would have thought you were a witch. (laughs) Make that poop catch on fire. Uh, Let's see. Which one are we going to? Bob. Line two. Hey, Bob. How are you doing? Oh, pretty good. How you doing? Doing okay. What's up in your world? Got a six-year-old purebred uh, golden retriever, mm-hmm. and I've been associating him ever since he was a pup with other dogs, what have you. And he does real good, but every now and then, on rare occasion, he'll go after a dog, like a Petco or if we're on the street. Harder, you know, very, very seldom does he do it, but he does do it on the just out of out of the blue. He'll turn on him. Hey, is there anything in common with the dogs he goes after, Bob? Do you notice anything in common? Well, besides him being big dogs, yeah. They're they're big dogs. You know, his size. I mean, uh, one was a lab one time, one uh, one was like a shepherd mix. I mean, it's just, it doesn't happen that much, but it does happen every now and then. And well, you know, it's know it's interesting. Matter of fact, I think I was talking to Judy about this, too. I mean, it's just a dog-on-dog aggression. It's a huge problem. And a, a lot of times, you know, because your dog is mellow around most dogs, which is really good, a lot of times it's just because he's afraid, and you probably tense up really bad when it happens. You probably get tense, and you're probably, do you yell at him and get all tense and all freaked out yourself? No, no, no. I've, I had a German Shepherd that was aggressive, but, I, you know, I've had dogs all my life. I, I just tell him, leave it. And uh, most time he will. I, I don't even, you know, he, he does it out of the blue, so I don't even before he does it. It, it may look like he's doing it out of the blue, but in reality, he isn't. You know, there it, it happens real quick. I'll give you that. But there are warning signs and signals. You'll be able to tell. He gets all perched. He gets all tense. His ears go up. You know, just right before. Yeah, I don't. Yes, yes, yes. Else. And that's what you got to look for. For dogs and folks that have dogs that are aggressive towards other dogs, you want to set your dog up for success. And the best thing to do before you do these exercises that I'm going to give you real quick is to exhaust him. You got to exhaust him. The more tired he is, the more exhausted he is, the better the success you're going to have. So play with him like a half hour fetching or whatever he's is he likes to do. Get the energy I out. Get him all. Get him tired. Get him real tired. The second thing is check yourself before you wreck yourself. Always reassess your attitude and your mood. Take deep breaths and relax yourself. Be calm. Uh, i give you an example. I was in the park the other day, and it's a very thin trail, and we were running, me and my dog, and I see this dog around the bend, and the woman's got him on this leash, and she's holding him. She's all stressed out, and she's like, Barney, Barney, Barney. And and you you can just tell the dog, as she's yelling and getting tense herself, the dog is getting more tense, and he just wants to go after my dog even more because she's reinforcing, yes, there is a threat. There is a threat here, Barney. We, we have to protect me. And so we go by, and, of course, this dog just attacks, you know. It happens in a flash. And I, but I knew it was going to happen. So... The, the second thing is you got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Take deep breaths. Relax your body. The third thing is you want to set your dog up for success and teach him that other dogs are a good thing. So a really good exercise, if you have the time and you have the uh, you have somebody who can help you, is to sort of stand there on the street and you're on a cell phone with your buddy and your buddy's going to appear out of nowhere with a dog and he's going to disappear just as fast. But the key is when your buddy comes around the corner with the dog and your dog sees him, you're immediately going to say, good boy, give him a treat, and your buddy's going to disappear. And so over time, you're going to be patient and do this to where the dog is exposed to the other dog for a longer and longer period of time so that your dog starts to associate other dogs with, hey, I'm going to get a treat when there's another dog around.
And see, little tricks like this, little games like this that teach your dog other dogs are a good thing, is how you get dogs to get used to each other and acclimate. And, and, and one more thing, this is why it's so important, people, not to take puppies away from their parents and their and their little uh, litters too young, because this is where dogs learn how to read communication of other dogs, and they learn how to socialize with other dogs. And a lot of dogs, you'll see them at the dog park, they don't understand what other dogs are saying. They don't know how to read other dogs themselves. It's, it's pretty interesting. So just remember, positive reinforcement. And remember also, when you correct a dog, you're not punishing him. You're just trying to redirect his attention really quickly. So you don't want to grab that leash and yank it like, like as hard as you can. You just want to give it a little, a little tap, a little jolt. Try to redirect his attention. And when he does redirect his attention, that's when you give him praise. Most people give their dogs attention at the exact wrong time. They're always yelling at their dogs. Usually I just bump him when he, you know, he gets like he has to draw his attention. He'll turn around and look at me and back off nine times out of ten. And then tell him he's a good boy. See? Yeah. As soon as he does that, backs off because you're doing the right thing. You go, good boy, good boy. That's what you do, buddy. Yeah, I'll keep working at it. All right, pal. Thanks for calling us. Yeah, thank you. Take care. one 405 8405 That is the toll-free number to our dream team. Animal communicator Joey Turner, dog father Joey Volani, dog trainer Alan Cable, and Dr. Debbie. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewy's. They now have a brand new size. It's the intro pack. Here, I'm opening one up right now because I'm going to give Ladybug some of the Simply Venison. So you're going to try that out. Your stunt dog can try this out, too. The intro pack is $4.99, where Stella and Chewy's is sold. Try it and figure out which flavor they want. Yeah, which flavor they like the best. And learn more at StellaandChewy's.com. What do you think about when you're driving? Music? Sports? We think about nice, big, fluffy piles of insulation and filters, and motor suspension, and water projection, and things like that. We're Bosch, and we are the quietest dishwasher brand in the U.S. You could say we wrote the book on quiet, and the next chapter is flexibility. Nearly every Bosch dishwasher now features a third rack that holds silverware and whisks and tongs and spatulas and increases your loading area up to 30%. How did we do it? Well, as we said, we're Bosch. We think about things like that. Come see what we've invented for you. See the complete line of Bosch dishwashers at Best Buy or visit bestbuy.com slash Bosch. Quietest dishwasher brand in the U.S. based on an average of sound ratings on major brands' websites. Major brands define as trackline top 10 brands March 2013. 30% more loading area compared to a Bosch dishwasher with two racks. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog, only the good stuff. For more information, go to StellaAndChewy's.com. Attention roofing contractors and homeowners. The Home Depot is running a special on shingles from GAF, North America's largest roofing manufacturer. Buy a pallet or more of in-stock Timberline or Royal Sovereign shingles and get 15% off the everyday shelf price. Just visit your local Home Depot between September 5th and September 15th and save 15% on GAF Advanced Protection Shingles, the preferred brand of professional contractors. GAF and the Home Depot, the best choice for roof systems and accessories.
Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. We are having so much fun looking at Coon Rippy's videos of his little raccoons, getting millions and millions of views. And uh, we were just looking at the one with Hannah Montana. Or the uh, They were using Hannah that. Montana body spray to repellent. keep this as a repellent. Yes. <laughs> That's my favorite. And uh, we, we're happy to have Mark Coon Rippy Brown on the phone with us. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. Do you mind if I call you Coon Rippy? That's what they call me around here. Yeah, you see, you sound like more of a Coon Rippy than a Mark to me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. I uh, I love the videos, but I understand that one of your raccoons has been taken away by the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency. Can you tell us what's up? Well, they, uh, I don't know the story because the two TWI officers said they saw it on CNN. The TWI spokesperson said they... It was a tip from a, a, a complaint from a neighbor, and I don't have any neighbors. And then another spokesperson said that it was a, an anonymous call from a tipster, so we don't know what the deal is. Well, now, what, they what, just what, took her. what would the tip be about? What is illegal here? Not allowed to own what, one of these? What's going on? Well, yeah, uh, Tennessee law says you can't take any animal out of the wild into captivity, but... Uh, I had gun show for going on four years, and I had, at that time I was a nuisance wildlife remover, and we had captured gun show's mother in an attic of a house and relocated her, not knowing that she had went down inside the wall and had a baby up out of the bathtub. And mm. a, a day or two later, they heard a noise, a chattering, and I went in there and found this uh, probably two-and-a-half, three-week-old baby in there, and I called the TWRA to come and get it. And I made three different phone calls over the course of three days, and they never dispatched anybody to come get it. So a day turned into a week, and a week turned to a year, and a year turned wow. to, you know, so I just wound up raising it. Yeah, and now, wow. so you have experience doing this. You were licensed, and you're not anymore? I was uh, I was licensed by the TWRA as nuisance animal remover, but uh, I, I just quit doing it. Now, your latest raccoon, Rebecca, it's not like you went out in the wild and just captured her or took her away. No. How, how did you get her? Uh, there was an agricultural teacher here in the county that, my understanding, had a chicken coop project somewhere, and there was a raccoon in there killing chickens. So he had ordered a couple of students to go in there and kill this mother, not knowing there were two babies in there. And what happened to the other baby, I'm not sure, but... One high school student contacted me because you know, I had a history of knowing how to raise these uh, orphaned animals. So did you know it was illegal to keep her at that time? Yeah. Okay. My question yeah, but, is this, though. If, but, if you call the state and they don't come get the animal, what are you supposed to do, just let it die? So, you know, that's it, my question. Well, exactly, and that was my complaint. It was pointless to call because I had called once before three times, and... Uh, my mentality is if I call you three different times and uh, you respond, I just assume you don't want to talk to me. So they, they've taken Rebecca away, and but you're trying to get Rebecca back. There's a petition going on. What what all's happening now? What, what's the status well, that, right now? That petition got started out in California after we uploaded that video, and it went crazy. I'm just sitting along for the ride now, watching to see what happens. But I did get a telephone call from the governor's office last week. They said that... Rebecca has been named ambassador, which will be used for education. Well, my complaint there was uh, she'll spend the rest of her life in captivity. And, of course, you know, you got two different sides of the fence here. 
if she is released back into the wild, which she's already imprinted, I'm sure she can go out and gather her own food. She can be taught that, but she's still imprinted, and there'll always be the chance of her wandering up on someone's porch looking for a friend and be shot. And a $28 hunting license will allow you to legally go and shoot her out of the top of a tree this winter. And so it's six of one half dozen the other. Either she's hunted and killed, or she spends out the rest of her life in captivity. But wouldn't she be she with you home. If, if she was with you? Wouldn't she be quote in captivity? She had she had free range. I did keep her in a pretty good sized cage I had inside the house, which was no different than you do your house pet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you put your dog in a carrier when you leave the house because you don't want it chewing up the furniture. Well, a raccoon's a, like a house dog on steroids with a four-wheel drive <laughs> running gear under it. And uh, it will wreak havoc. But while we were there, she'd go outside, go out on the porch, follow you through the yard, uh, jump up on your back while you're uh, trying to mow grass, ride the mower with you, just whatever. And if if she lost sight of me and I went in the house, well, she'd run up on the porch and start scratching on the door, go to check her, you know. Wow. You know, we we don't all agree here at Animal Radio all the time. I'd sure like to see you get this. Me coo- too. To get the Rebecca, Rebecca back. back. But I see Dr. Debbie here. What, what's up, girlfriend? <laughs> well, you know what? I, I sympathize with the situation because this is the problem when people start raising wildlife is because they, they do become in a, a position where to release them back to the wild is, you know, not in the best interest. But raccoons, and, and the thing I want listeners to get is that we don't advocate wildlife as pets for a lot of reasons because you can take a raccoon, but they never become domesticated. They're never going to be like a dog or a cat. And in fact, some can get quite aggressive once they reach uh, sexual maturity. I beg to differ. So, I never well, had any issues with Gun Show because he was imprinted. Now, well, I didn't take him, at, you know, his eyes was already open and he was out following Mama around. Okay, wait a minute. I got, I got other. I got other. I got other arsenal here. So, as a veterinarian and someone who's involved in human and animal health, the bigger thing that we need to be aware of is that the reason that it is illegal to keep raccoons as pets is they are the number one carrier of rabies in the United States. Thirty-six yes. percent of the wildlife the cases the, are from raccoons. You should know that there's only been one case of raccoon to human rabies ever recorded in the United States. And that was back in 2003. Well, well let's not even just talk about animals. There's raccoon to human, and then there's raccoon to other animals. So we don't want to encourage people to bring the main vector of rabies into their household for both human and animal health. Let's get all yeah, to the next topic. Yeah, but they can be vaccinated. There's no vaccine that is valid for a raccoon in the United States. It is not recognized. So there's nothing that's going to protect and keep that raccoon from being euthanized. And I, I can tell you, I work with raccoon rehabilitators in my state, and they are terrified that their raccoon bites or scratches someone because they know that they have to be destroyed if something like that happens because there is no approved vaccine for them. But yet there's another topic that i got to get out there. Raccoons also carry a type of roundworm called Bailey. Ascaris, which has the unpleasant side effect of migrating in other animals and people and causing neurologic problems and death. So and I'm sure don't they get advocate. this through their wild diet as well. Well, the interesting thing is raccoons don't show any symptoms of this. So if people, and I don't want to encourage people 
from hearing you. Sounds like you got your stuff together. But I do not want other people saying, oh, it sounds like it's a great idea to have a raccoon as a pet. Let me take this little kit in, and we're going to raise it. And well, yeah, you know, there's a, always going to be uh, copycats and followers. You know, you got women out there that want to look like Britney Spears, but... You know, recommend anybody going out and getting a raccoon if they don't know what they're doing. You know, well, it's I'm, illegal, you know, so we don't recommend it at all. If you grab one at the wrong time, it can pull your face off. You know, the thing is, though, there's got to be common sense. I mean, I, there was a story, I think it was last month, uh, an eagle broke his wing, and so this gentleman did what you did, called the state, nobody came out, he nurses this eagle back to health, and now he's on TV, and the state comes in and arrests him for having a, uh, you know, a, 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 an endangered or a protected animal in his, in his, uh, in his possession. And, and all he was doing was saving this thing's life and, and well, fully yeah. intended to let it go. You know, he just wanted the, the wing to heal, and he's gonna let it go. And in comes the, the nut jobs from the state, and now, now we're gonna arrest you because you're on the news. I mean, you know, there's got to be some common sense here. I mean, we're, well, you know, yeah, I understand. This is, this is the land of free if they let us be free. But what I've done shouldn't be condemned. What I've done should be commended. I mean, I didn't, you know, most ag teachers, at least when I went to school, they teach capture, relocate, and release, not murder. Exactly. You know, and then, of course, you know, the newspapers have gotten the story wrong. They said Rebecca was killing chickens. Rebecca was on a bottle. Rebecca couldn't even roll an egg over. Yeah, you yeah. can't believe what you what you see in the paper. That's for sure. They, oh, never, no, they, they don't get anything. It all up, you know. You know, that's just the way it goes. Well, I, I, you know, Debbie, I, I hear what you're I, you're a Debbie Downer sometimes, but you you, you lay it out like <laughs> she made it great is. Great points. You did she make some great, great points. points there, but for you, Coon Rupee, I really sort of hope that you get Rebecca back there. Yeah. And I know well, I don't want her. I don't want to be used as an educational tool. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to put this petition uh, address over at the website at animalradio.com if you want to get behind well, Coon Rupee. Yeah. I tell you what, why you had it? You ain't got nothing to do. Go look at the latest video we just uploaded. Oh, you got a new one. Yeah, I just kidnapped a baby bear cub out of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. <laughs> <laughs> you got a sense of Only humor. Only one. We're going to check in with you and see how this progresses as it goes on. Coon Rippy, Mark Brown, thank you so much for joining us today. All right, sir. Take care Don't of yourself. Don't be particular. Okay. <laughs> what was that last one? What did he say? I don't know. Don't be particular. I think you said tickler. Come here, Debbie. Isn't that, isn't that something on I'm not in a bad mood, okay? I'm just isn't, isn't I'm very, I'm very passionate it, about this. You know, we just yeah, had rabies and you're in right. the area right. in Las isn't Vegas. Isn't it something, though, Deb, that, that, you know, you call the state, you do the right thing, and they're like, yeah, we don't, we don't care. And, and then, you know, instead of letting the thing die, you know, you nurse it back to health, and they see it on the news. Now we're interested. Now yeah. we're going to come down and bust you. Hey, there's Ryan Seacrest. Now, when NBC asked me to host the biggest game show event ever, I assumed that they were exaggerating. Then they told me it's a quiz show that runs for a million seconds straight, 24 hours a day, from the heart of New York City. And you can play online for a chance to get on the show in prime time, where top players can win 10 bucks a second. That's $36,000 an hour, $864,000 a day. It's the biggest prize in game show history. So I said, I'm in. The Million Second Quiz begins this Monday on NBC. Attention roofing contractors and homeowners. The Home Depot is running a special on shingles from GAF, North America's largest roofing manufacturer. Buy a pallet or more of in-stock Timberline or Royal Sovereign shingles and get 15% off the everyday shelf price. Just visit your local Home Depot between September 5th and September 15th and save 15% on GAF Advanced Protection Shingles, the preferred brand of professional contractors. GAF and the Home Depot, the best choice for roof systems and accessories. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. 
Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. We get a quick quick sweep. Uh, hi, this is Ben Vereen on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter oh, sure. your animals. What? Remember to spay and neuter your animals. And who? Animal Radio. Hi, Ben Vereen. Yeah. You, it's yeah. ben. <laughs> I can't get that last word. Spay what with your animals? Spay or neuter. Spay, spayed and neuter. Yeah, spay or neuter. Actually, uh, spay is for females and neuter is for males, so you'll say... That's sp- right. That's right. I, I couldn't understand. It sounded like something else. Okay, this is Ben Vereen. Okay. Uh, on, uh, this is Ben Vereen on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your animal for a healthier and longer life. <laughs> This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, let's kick things off here with the problems with Imes and Yukonuba. After the announcement by the FDA, one of the leading producers of pet food, Procter & Gamble, voluntarily recalled various types of pet foods which the company thinks could have been contaminated with salmonella. The pet food products which are being recalled are limited to products which were made during a 10-day period at just one single Procter & Gamble location. After some routine tests on these products, it was found that some of the Imes and the Yukonuba pet food products could be vulnerable to contamination. So if you're using any of these listed by the company, you're encouraged to throw them out. Um, just contact Procter & Gamble via the websites imes.com or yukonuba.com where you can call their toll-free number, which is 1-800-208-1072. You can go on the website. They'll give you the exact lot number of the food that you need to be aware of. Well, the owners of an actual cat burglar, a real one, are trying to bring an end to their feline's companion's life of petty crime. Richard Windsor and his wife Sophie say that their two-year-old tabby Norris has been building quite the collection of stolen goods from their neighbor's homes. Norris supposedly started small. He started nabbing the occasional dishcloth, but now he's starting to steal bras, pants, and T-shirts. Uh, hello, this is your bra, my neighbor's... That's kind of embarrassing. Uh, we have which one of the neighbors' bras is it? You know, then you kind of gotta ask everybody what size they wear. Richard says they thought it was funny at first, but then they realized they had to find a way to return the goods that Norris brings home. They started writing letters to the neighbors explaining the situation, and Richard says all of them have been pretty good natured. He adds that he and his wife have started ignoring Norris when he shows off his goods in hopes that he'll stop his thievery. A four-year-old boy from California unfazed after a snail emerged from a cut in his knee. According to ABC News, a snail of a tail began when Paul Franklin tripped and fell during a camping trip near the beach last month. Paul's fall left him with what his parents believe was nothing more than a scraped knee. However, 
When the wound was still swollen three weeks later, they started to worry a little bit. Paul's mom, Rachel, noticed uh, what Ken Franklin calls a big pus ball on Paul's knee that had a black hue. So they popped it, and Ken says a snail popped out. Rachel says at first she thought it was a rock, but on closer inspection, she noticed it was a snail shell. The family believes that when Paul cut his leg, a sea snail egg managed to get into the wound, and uh, they hatched a snail. They ended up naming the snail Turbo after the latest DreamWorks animated film, which is based on a story about a snail. The snail did live for one day, but then he died. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at Animal Radio. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Football is back. For tailgating or watching at home, Reynolds, Hefty, and Johnsonville brands have a game-time winning lineup. Reynolds Wrap Foil, Reynolds Slow Cooker Liners, Hefty Waste Bags, Food Bags, Plates and Cups, and the full juicy flavor of Johnsonville Brats. Fire up your grill and get those Johnsonville Brats cooking. Lay Reynolds Wrap Foil on the grill to help prevent the brats from burning and to make cleanup a snap. And for really easy cleanup, don't forget Hefty Waste Bags, Disposable Plates and Cups. Reynolds, Hefty, and Johnsonville brands, the winning lineup this football season. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. Animal Radio. Toll free at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hi Cheryl, how are you doing? I'm pretty good, and yourself? Splendid. Where are you calling from today? Uh, Conway, Missouri. I'm a truck driver. Truck driver. Okay. Well, let's let's see what's uh, going on with your dog. Is it? No cat. You do you drive around with your cat? Yep. You're oh, an over fun. over the road truck driver, and you bring your cat with you. Does your cat like that? Well, she she's grown to it. My mom had passed away uh, about five six months ago, and it was her cat. I promised that I would give her a good home. I'm not a uh, animal person. I mean, I like animals, but I didn't want to take anything with me. But uh, you know, I promised her. And people that said that they would take it, they, they decided not. They didn't want a pet. 
So I said, well, I'll just see what happens. And first day or two was screaming and hollering, but then she got used to it. She realized I wasn't going to leave her alone. And, and uh, now she scares all the mechanics. They're afraid of her. She don't have any front claws, but she doesn't like to hear people cuss, so she'll just fluff, get her body real big and show her <laughs> teeth and her eyes go wild. I just, wow. I just have to laugh. It's just, because he's just faking it, you know. So she doesn't like potty mouth. That's it, huh? No, she don't like it. This when they're working on the throat. She don't like that. But so, but when I got her, but nobody gave me a, a what to do with a cat book. So I'm just trying to learn. I, I don't want to. You know, I did take her to the vet while we were home uh, a week or so ago, and they said she's obese, but she's the same weight that she was when my mom had her. And and I I put like eight ounces of dry food, and I don't get the cheap stuff. I get the stuff that's real meat. You know, because I don't want her to have any uh, accidents or anything. So, mm-hmm. you know, she likes fish and, and, and chicken. Okay. So, so, you know, so you're just kind of wondering, like, what you need to do in the truck environment as far as to kind of keep her happy and healthy? Is that kind of the general gist? Yeah, right now, because uh, at the house, we hardly ever go home. She goes crazy. So, you know, mm-hmm. she had a lot of room to run. And But in the truck, you know, I tried... A string toy, but it, it has batteries, and it just goes too fast. And I put her favorite string on it, but she just kind of sits there with her head going round and round and round. <laughs> and I don't know what to do to keep her happy and not give me awake when I do go to sleep. Yeah, well, and that's going to be the challenge. Uh, that's gonna... What I would like to do is put a, get a harness, but I try to harness it and she gets out of them because she wants to go outside, and I figure I could walk her or something. Yeah. Now, it, it will honestly be challenging. Not that it's going to be impossible, um, but it's going to be a little tough to keep a cat in um, a truck environment and, you know, have her sit around all day and then not expect her to want to expend energy later when you're sleeping. So we, right. we've got to find a way for her to outlet, you know, that energy. So, you know, you might look at even some of the different um, interactive toys with Frolly Cat where, you know, you can set those, let them go and get her up and moving a bit uh, while you're driving. And uh, that's going to be a big thing because no matter how little you feed her, if she moves very little during the day, she's going to be overweight. So, yeah. you know, animals are very capable at taking the energy we feed them and turning it into fat by becoming less and less active. So that's something she can do, and she'll do it unknowingly, um, just living right. that sedentary lifestyle. So you're going to have some challenges in making sure she can have that. And it's going to mean, yeah, maybe getting her um, accustomed to a harness and, and spend a little time doing leash training um, or leash walking outside of the, the cab. And it does take time. You can do it if your kitty is food motivated. I find that leash training and harness training, you got to take it in baby steps compared to dogs, but you can do it. And um, just, you know, never pull her, um, but just let her get used to the whole sensation of having the harness on without being outside of the cab. And and that's really the first step to um, get her used to. And I think that as far as, you know, canned food, certainly, you know, that may be fine and she likes that. But if you actually fed her dry food, there's some opportunities to get her a little bit more movement and doing things in the cab. So um, some of the dry foods, you can put those in food dispensing toys for cats. So they have to kind of bat it around, push it around, move, investigate, do things in kind of like what they naturally do in the wild. Cats don't just sit around and birds hop in their mouth. They got to work for it. So let her do more work in the cab while you're driving, and that might be just by switching and modifying some of her food over to a dry form. We don't want to overfeed her, so you got to cut well, back on the other things. 
I, and I, I probably didn't give her too many snacks, but I got her training on, on the snacks. She wants something. She has to sit, and then she has I stick one finger out, and I say, wait, 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 and then she eats the snack, you know. Yeah. Well, you, you can turn that well. turn that turn that motivation for those treats and performing into getting her used to that harness. And I think that would be a, a great thing and allow her to do more things, energy, and get some exercise. And uh, it definitely sounds like she'll, she's going to work for that food for you. But, I mean, it sounds I, like... How much are you supposed to feed them? She's about well, five years old. Yeah, that's going to depend a lot on the food, the calorie content, and her current condition. And I can tell you the health a healthy weight cat, about 10 pounds, with the average food, may eat a half a cup a day. Now, if she's not moving much, she's going to need less. And if the calorie content of the food is higher or lower, you're going to have to change that. So um, I do always refer to the bag as a starting point. But for a cat that's not moving around and kind of sitting on her, her buff for most of the day, you're going to need to feed less than what they recommend on the label. So... One other thing I want to ask you is, what can I do about getting her dander? I'm allergic, and, and her dander is just terrible. Yeah, well, um, brushing her is actually one of the best things you can do. And uh, if she's a longer hair coat cat, brushing her daily. Um, shorter hair cats, you brush once, twice a week. That'll help. But but brushing, that helps to distribute the natural oils in a cat's hair coat. Um, okay. and, th- and that's one very important thing that, that can help with that. As far as dander, I do know some folks that have allergies and they have to shave their cats just to help manage that. Um, it's not something... Yeah, it's not something the cats need, but, you know, if depending on your allergy level, um, that is something that some folks will do and uh, just a way to help to live, uh, cohabitate go- with your cats if you have some allergies. So, What was the sure. name of those uh, motion toy things? Uh, Frolly Cat. Frolly Cat. Yeah, I know she likes light, and sometimes I use it, but I get tired of, you know... Having it go yeah. everywhere. Cheryl, you're getting turned into a cat lover. I can tell. Yep, I, I hear it in your voice. <laughs> well, I come, when I was uh, down in Texas, uh, a guy said, well, Why don't you bring your cat by sometime? Uh, and I said, Well, I got her out in the truck. He said, Well, good, I'll take her. And then he started laughing. He said, The look on your face. <laughs> so I guess I was thinking, Aww. No, my cat, now that I'm used to it. But I surprised everybody. They didn't think it worked out with her being on the truck. But she turns on my headlight for me in the morning while I get ready to get up. Oh, good. If her <laughs> water bowl is empty, she sits on my horn until I move. And, uh, uh, she made me keep that truck clean, that's for sure. <laughs> Give your kitty a, a big old hug from all of us here at Animal Radio, and thanks for listening to Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. That's like the lady that sat on the toilet after her husband painted it and it got glued to her butt. So they went to the doctor and he says to the doctor, have you ever seen anything like this before? And the doctor said, yeah, but not framed. (laughs) (laughs) It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Jonathan, how are you doing? Pretty good. How are you guys doing? Awesome. Where are you calling from today? I was wondering, I got a uh, probably about 10-month-old Australian Shepherd mix and I was wondering, well, he... At, during the day, he's in the backyard when we're home, you know. And in the, at night, we like to sit on the porch, you know, enjoy the nice weather. And we want him in the front yard, but he, he'll run off. I was just wondering if there's like a training method I could use so he doesn't cross that threshold to going out in the street. Hey, Jonathan, thanks for calling, buddy. Where, where are you calling from? 
Great Bend, Kansas. That's yeah, a beautiful place. Uh, look at, um, you know, when dogs run out of the yard, it's usually because there's something, they think there's something more interesting out there. And it's also because they don't respect you. And, you know, a little technique that I like to use because you're sitting there relaxing in the yard and you don't want to get up and chase him. Do you get up and chase him when he runs out of the yard? Do you chase after him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I walk so, after him. I don't, I'm not running anywhere. You're not running, but you go after him, right? And then he runs further yeah. away from you, right? He's checking you out. He's like, he runs further. When you do that, believe it or not, you're feeding right into that behavior because the dog looks at it as a game. The dog doesn't look at it like, oh, he's coming after me. The dog's like, you're joining in to play the game, and the game is chase. So here's a good technique that I like to use for your problem. It really works well. Get yourself one of those 50-foot leashes, you know, a real long leash, and just let it sit on the ground, and, and you can wrap it around your leg, or you can put it around the leg of a chair, or you can just let it, you know, be free. And as soon as your dog gets near the perimeter of where you don't want him to go, you step on it so that he gets a major shock. He gets a major correction by the neck as soon as he goes to that point where he's taken off you see him, you step on the leash, and kabam, he gets a major correction. Don't say anything. Don't talk to him. Have a bunch of treats in your pocket. And when he decides to come around, come to you, you know, don't call him, though. You give him a treat. So what you're teaching him is, oh, this is as far as I can go, and if I go any further, I'm going to get sh- I'm gonna get a jolt, I'm going to get a correction, and if I go near my owner, I get a treat. And you got to do that consistently for a long period of time and couple that with the come command. Teach your dog to come to you. Teach your dog to come when you say come and never reprimand him when he comes to you. That's the biggest mistake I see people make. You know, they will get frustrated and mad and they say, come over here, come over here. And the dog finally comes to him and then they're mad at him. So it teaches him when he comes, he's going to get reprimanded and scolded and maybe even swatted. So why would he come to you? So you got to make coming to you a very pleasurable experience. But you start doing that to where, you know, the perimeter of, the, uh, of where you want him to go is where he's going to get jolted because you're stepping on that rope, and he will learn that's as far as you want him to go. Okay? Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay, buddy. Have a good weekend. You know what works real good? A fence. Yeah, a fence is awesome. But, you know, fence Joey, here's the Fence works wonderful. Thing. Some people want to, you know, they want their dogs to be obedient. They want their dogs to actually listen. And the come command is a very important command because a dog can escape. You never know when. It's very important that when you say come, your dog stops in his tracks and comes to you. And the reason for this is because what if a car is coming? You know, you don't want to watch your dog get hit by a car. So you've got to be able to say stop or come and have your dog respect you enough to stop dead in his tracks, even if he's chasing a bunny and turn around and come to you. And that can be done. Hi, this is Bob Barker on Animal Radio, reminding you to help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed or neutered. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A British woman was trapped for an hour with her hand stuck in her dog's mouth. It all started when her boxer, playing in the backyard, somehow got a fishing hook stuck in his mouth. Owner Vicki Morrill frantically tried to remove the hook, but ended up getting hooked to her dog. She was able to dial the phone with her free hand, and a fire crew and paramedics arrived and were able to separate the two. Both will be okay, although Vicky's hand was injured so badly she'll need a skin graft. Hopefully her dog will stick to Frisbees in the future. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. 
animals are people too. Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. I'm up for an industry award, guys. Oh, wow. What, judge, what's the award? Judge of the, uh, judge of the, the grooming, year. Grooming Honor Awards. Um, yes, I've been nominated. for judge of the, Grooming Contest Judge of the Year. Now, what do you win if you win? I mean, obviously, the title. You get a title, you get a crystal trophy, and you get a pin. That is great. Congrats. <laughs> what do you know? They're back. You got the violin players black. Black? Black. Back. Back in black. Oh, they all back in all black. dressed in black. That's right. You know, <laughs> th- they wouldn't leave. They were hanging around my house the whole time, so I said, you know, I might as well put them to work because they were, they were looking for handouts. <laughs> you know how these Italian violin players are. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by FlexRx. Like people, as dogs get older, arthritis is really the most common problem they face. And FlexRx doesn't just mask the symptoms, it restores natural joint function. FlexRx, it is available at Pet Supplies Plus, ladies and gentlemen, the dog father on Animal Radio. So anyway, it's... um. I, you know, I can't believe summer is just is just about over. Or I know. is it over? Yeah, this is the time of the year where fleas and ticks thrive now. Okay, what they do is they like this. Um, well, t- ticks love this um, colder weather. Fleas, what happens is now they're looking for a nice warm host. Okay, because all summer long, even though they were out and about, because the weather was warm, they would go from you know from one pet or from one animal to another, and not think twice about having to um stay in one spot. Mm-hmm. Now that it's getting colder out, they're looking for a host and they're looking for someone to stay on. So now you're going to see, especially in the grooming salons, this time of year, um, you, you see more fleas and ticks than you, than you ever do. You'll see the infestations. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that you take care of things first. First thing I would do is I would bring my, my pet to the groomer. And I would have a um, just a generic flea bath um, um, done. And the flea baths today, you know what? They're not super harsh. They're not harsh chemicals anymore. They're they're pretty safe. And you know what? They clean really well. So I would do that just to make sure there's nothing that's living on your pet. Make sure that everything everything is dead and the, and the pet is flea um, free at this point. Okay. Then the next thing you're gonna do is you're gonna go out and get yourself a um a topical um um like um frontline or any and you know, whichever one that you choose, just make sure it's safe. I would talk to your groomer or your vet, see what they recommend. And about two to three days after the grooming, you wanna wait a little bit because what you wanna do is 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 you don't wanna put it on right away, um because a lot of time it, it um it, it sometimes will cause a reaction um, after freshly shampooed, so I'd wait a day or two and apply it and put that on, and that should be good. Now, if you're like me, because I don't like um, putting these um, topicals on my pet. It's just a mental thing with me. There's really, you know what, there's really no studies that show that it, that they're unhealthy for your pet. It's a mental thing for me, and I know a lot of people are like that. I totally get what that. You, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just one of those things. Um, flea powder, or if you go to... Um, you can usually find find it in like a um in where where, where you would landscape um like a nursery or something. It's called diatomaceous earth. I heard about and, that. <laughs> and basically, you know what it is? It's it's just it's just um it's just broken down shells basically. And what it does, it actually dries the flea out. It punctures the shell, and it's not the most effective, but it's still very effective um, way. And what you do is you just sprinkle it on your pet. It's not going to hurt them at all. You're going to brush it in, brush it out, and may leave a little bit of a powdery residue in the coat, but it's not going to damage or hurt anything. And if you do that once a week, um, you'll have no problems. 
or you can go out and find some herbal, um, you know, flea sprays and, and, um, and, um, flea remedies that they have in the stores as well. Do those, do, try do, it those don't work, do they? Do they work? I've never seen an herbal one that works. Well, this, I'm going to tell you what they do. Yeah. I, I haven't seen any that kill, but I've seen them repel. Okay. So, what you would do is you'd spray it on your pet, and I would say as 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 often as once, twice a day, um, before they go out. Just spray them, you know, keep it at the front door, the back door, wherever you walk in your pet, and um, spray it on. Let them go outside, and at least it's going to keep the um, fleas and ticks off of the pet. Um, it's not going to kill what's on there, so that's why I always say start fresh, and then you know work work back from that. What do you think about these new pills like uh, Comfortis and uh, Capstar? You heard about them? You know. Yeah, I have. And and again, um, everything I've read, I haven't read any negative side effects yet, um, to be very honest with you. But I'm very leery about putting a pesticide on my pet's skin or have, have them ingest something that's going to keep pests off it because... Just, just my mental block says that, you know what, if, if it's, if it was repelling fleas and ticks, how good could it be for your pet? I don't know. I could be totally wrong here. Well, it's supposed to be some natural thing. I don't is know if it's, natural? if it's, yeah, it's supposed to be natural. It's supposed to be, I don't know if it's, if it's considered herbal. And, uh, I think the only negative side effect is that it's extremely expensive. Oh, yeah. About what, 60, 40 to 60 dollars a pill? I don't know. You know, it's pretty expensive. Do you guys remember? Years ago, they used to say brewer's yeast and garlic, um, you know, give that to you for your dog yeah. and your cat, sprinkle on their food. And, and you know what? That, that didn't work. And then they found out that um, garlic, um, you know, if you talk to a lot of veterinarians, said garlic's not good for your dog. So right. it's, 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 I don't know. You know what? I'd rather just spray something on the skin, something that's, that's, that's a little bit more natural and, and, and work from there. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Joey Volani's on Animal Radio. Well, that's all the time we have for you today, which is probably good for you. Good for me. I'm looking outside. It's a beautiful day. I'm going to get the dogs out. Why don't you do the same? Thanks for joining us. Be sure to head on over to the website at AnimalRadio.com and download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download. You can listen to the show anytime you want. And, uh, of course, you can ask your questions of our entire Dream Team right from the application. And check out Dr. Dibby's books, Yorkshire Terriers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friends, Shih Tzus, Pugs, and Mini Schnauzers. They're like a, a an owner's manual for these dogs. Are you planning on other ones? You know, not within that series, but definitely some other stuff down the pipeline. So, yeah. This is good reading. I'm telling you that right now. We have links over at the website at AnimalRadio.com. Have yourself a spectacular weekend. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 This is Animal Radio Network.